what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Brothers in Tech. My name is Alan Jackson, and as you are seeing right now is just Brother in Tech. And I am flying solo at the minute. Uh, my brother, who is normally the co-host of the show, has uh, yet to show up. But that's okay. You know, we're gonna we're gonna kind of power through this. I can do this. I'm confident individual. I can I can host a show on my own for a few moments anyway, and see when he's able to join us. He uh, possibly got hung up on something, so he is a, a little delayed. But regardless, this is Brothers in Tech, where we uh, uh, typically will be discussing home family technology. We are talk about different uh, services, products. Uh, methods of using technology in your home, family, or personal life. Uh, and every so often we get together and not only just talk about some of those topics and dig into something very specific, but occasionally, like on a monthly basis, we have what we call our Brothers in Tech Suggestions episode. And that is one of these episodes where we will actually bring suggestions to the table of uh, technology that we have been either actively using or fans of that we'd like to recommend, or maybe some new technology we just started getting into. And we've got a pretty good feeling about it, and we see some real value and benefits to the way it can enhance our use of technology in the home or family. So uh, that is tonight's episode, is we're going to do some suggestions and recommendations. I do have a few to share. I may be sharing them just with you, and that's okay. We're going to have fun doing that, if that's the case. Uh, but again, if my brother it does join us, um, I will certainly pop him right in the show and we will, uh, let him, uh, join us in, in midstream here. How's that? Uh, while we're kind of here getting prepped and waiting for that, just a couple reminders. We do have a website up at brothersintech.com and just note that there are hyphens in between those words. So it is brothers-in-tech.com is the, uh, the website that you want to make sure you visit. That's where we're working on. It's still a little evolving. We've got a little more work to do on it, but we've been putting the latest episodes of this podcast up there. And we are also going to be adding a running list of our suggestions, uh, different tech suggestions, like the ones I'm going to be sharing with you here in just a little bit. So that's brothers-n-tech.com is where you can go for that. And if you end up having any questions, either now or after the show or anytime in the future, that either we can be of assistance with, or maybe you want to follow up on a topic or a recommendation you heard on a previous episode, you can uh, give us, drop us a note at info at the mesh.tv. The mesh is our podcast network that we uh, are a part of. You can find more about the podcast network at the mesh.tv. But if you want to send us an email, Info at the mesh.tv is where you can do that, as well as you can do that from the website as well. Let me start uh, before I get into my recommendations. I do want to uh, kind of do a little bit of a follow up to a recommendation I did last month. So, last month, when we had our Brothers in Tech Suggestions episode, I made the recommendation of a pretty simple product. It was a charging cable, but a charging cable for multiple devices at one time. Let's see if I can get this right. If you guys recall, this was a charging cable that I, I pointed to that purchased off of Amazon. And I was really excited about this cable uh, because as you can see from the structure of the cable, it is a singular cable to plug into your uh, computer or wall charger and allows you to charge multiple devices all at the same time. We have a USB-C connection which is pretty standard now for a lot of newer uh, computers and laptops and even some of the uh, latest iPad, the iPad Pros, use a USB-C connection. You have the Lightning connection, which is the standard connection for your iPhone. Um, then it also has a micro USB, which is typical for a lot of non-Apple phones 
uh, or uh, other devices are using a lot of these, or some of them, some of the newer phones are also using USB-C as well. But because I'm a Mac guy, an Apple guy, this has also got an Apple Watch charger on it as well. So this is great. I'm very excited about this cable. I recommended it last month. Here's the only caveat, and this is why I probably need to wait maybe a few more weeks before I make an official recommendation. This will charge devices, and this will charge more than one device simultaneously, although it's a little hit or miss, I've noticed, on the charging at the same time. Uh, it doesn't quite charge at the full speed. It takes a lot longer to charge than you might see with other cables. But the real hang-up on this cable right now is the fact that if you were to connect it to your computer and you wanted to actually use this cable to connect to a phone or device to be able to uh, copy or transfer files to it, in other words, you want to use it as a data cable, it is not working for that. So this is purely a charging cable. So in other words, the speeds that this cable carries are not really strong enough for copying files or connecting it to your computer to actually use it as a data device or to move things to it or copy things from it. But for charging, it'll work. It's just slow. It's a slow charger, but it will still let you charge multiple devices at the same time. So giving that out there as a follow-up to my recommendation last month, not quite a full retraction, but I'm just saying a little bit of a caveat that if you wanted to use a cable like this to actually connect your devices to do any kind of data transferring or copying of files or anything else between them, it's not going to work for you. And just be prepared for a very slow charging on your devices as well. So that's that. We've got that. Okay, I'm still flying solo. Still uh, don't know where my co-host is. Maybe next week we'll do an episode on calendars and time management. Maybe that will be the topic that we will dig into when my brother joins us again. But until then, let's let's go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and dig into some of my recommendations. I mean, I, I've got a... Uh, I think I've got uh, at least somebody watching right now and maybe watching later on on a recorded version. So might as well go ahead and do this. This will be fun. I want to talk about a piece of tech that I just integrated into our house um, just recently. Uh, it's actually in the frame of video that you're watching right now. It is a fan. So this ceiling fan right over my shoulder is a fan that uh, I'm excited about uh, because uh, and I'm getting ready to tell you, but hold on. I just got word that my brother is joining and I really don't want to make any of these recommendations without him here. So he's getting ready to join. And when he joins, I'm just going to pop him right in the room and he's going to take part in the conversation and uh, he will be flat footed. He will not be prepared, but that's okay. Um, he typically isn't. So uh, we're just going to get him in here. I'm waiting to see when he pops in. I hope everybody's doing okay. This is weird. I'm not used to just talking to a camera without somebody else's face there. So this is a very odd experience for me. Thank you for being a part of it and, uh, and hanging out with me on this. Um, he should be joining any second now. Brothersintech.com, brothers-in-tech.com is where you want to go to uh, see it. Yep, see, Shane Flint, this is what he gets for uh, showing up late. Exactly, I agree. This is This is what he gets to do. He just has to jump right in the show and play catch up as he comes in. So, uh, you know, what, what's probably going to happen is he's probably going to tell me that his computer crashed or something, which would be kind of fitting for a show like this to have a computer issue causing him not to be able to join the show. Um, live, live, uh, live internet streaming guys. This is what it's all about. This is what's fun is that we, uh, get to deal with this. All right. I'm going to go ahead and start talking about my other suggestion. He'll join in. So the ceiling fan right over my corner is, uh, oh, here he is. I'm going to let him get his camera situated and then we'll pop him right in. So I will be repeating this for my brother here just in this minute when he comes in. The ceiling fan, very excited to talk about this and get to this in just a minute. Brian, are you good? Do you want me to bring you in? He's still working. Let's say, oh, there we go. And ladies and gentlemen, here he is. Hey, Brian. Hi, Alan. How are you? Can you Doing hear me? Fine. I can. I can. Yeah, I can hear you. Um, so, so was this training exercise good for you to where you I'm actually not, have to kind I, of do this on your own or what? Look, that was the most uncomfortable thing. I don't think I've ever 
done something where I'm just talking to a camera with no face or anything around me. At least I know there's other people on the other end. Wow. This is a, this was a little odd for the 10 minutes that you made me sit here and do this. So, um, well, I just wanted to kind of train you on the fact that it, it'd be nice if you, you know, Did prepared, work on prepared once, once in a while for this. Well, that so puts me on the spot. Like, here you go. Um, here you go. I'm not going to do this again. I am going to be very, very prepared. I was ready to run through the show by myself. <laughs> I really was. I was prepped and ready. Like he's not showing up. That's fine. I'm going to do this. Um, oh man, I am sorry. I hope everything's okay. Sorry. Everything is good. Everything is good. Yeah. No, good. we uh, had a contractor coming in to look at some things and that uh, kind well, of went see, a little bit long. So that would be uh, it. yeah, yeah, it. yeah. It wasn't quite planning for that. So where so, are, you? Um, are you? Are you done? Are you finished? Just or? about. I'm just about okay. done. Yeah. yeah. Shortest um, episode ever. Before yeah. we get, before we get into our, our suggestions, uh, just a reminder, next week's episode will be about calendars and time management. We're going to be spending our time talking about that. Right, Ryan? <laughs> I, I I think I have a lot to offer uh, with that. Yes. <laughs> All right, Brian. I was just getting into my first my first uh, brothers in tech suggestion. Now I was telling everybody, and I'm going to boot you off the screen just for a second, Brian, sure. and go full screen here if I can. Um, yeah. So it is actually a fan. This mm-hmm. ceiling fan, right over my corner. It's brand new to to this uh, to the room here, and a couple reasons I got this fan. Uh, and I'm kind of excited about it. Let me see if I can. Yeah. I'm going to bring up the uh, website to share a little bit about it. It's a Cavera uh, made by Hunter, which is a pretty common name for a lot of ceiling fans. And they make a pretty decent variety. A lot of the ones you find at Home Depot and Lowe's and other department stores, but they have a, a line of their fans that are equipped with a Wi-Fi connections, which is becoming pretty standard with a lot of ceiling fans. The idea that you could actually use a, an app uh, on your phone to control the, 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 the fan instead of necessarily having to rely on a wall switch. The reason, however, I went with this one in particular is that it also has uh, HomeKit, Apple HomeKit built in. I, mean, I believe it also has uh, uh, Alexa built in as well. Hmm. So it is a ceiling fan, Wi-Fi controlled, but also voice controlled if you connect it up to your Apple HomeKit or your your uh, uh, Alexa um, Amazon setup. Probably Google Home as well. I didn't really check to see if it uh, was compatible with all three platforms. But normally, if something's compatible with HomeKit, chances are pretty high it's going to be compatible yeah. with the other ones as well. Great. A couple reasons with this. A, it's a pretty simple fan. I mean, I needed something pretty... Uh, I don't want to say boring, but pretty standard, nothing too extravagant. And also from the cost standpoint, I think I was able to get this for about, it was about 160, which for a Wi-Fi home kit ceiling fan is actually a pretty good price. And yep. it worked Not for the bad. room that we're needing here. So um, I'll just kind of show you here. Let me turn this one off. If we come back to this, let me see if I can show. So right now, if I were to say, hey, Siri, turn on my ceiling fan here in just a moment. I will see here at click on. Yep. And there it goes over the corner. Now it is kind of nice too. That's not just an on and off thing. You actually can tell Siri or Alexa or whatever to go at different levels. So right now by default, I think I had it about 25% speed. So I could actually say, Hey, increase the, uh, the fan speed to, you know, 75% and it would start to go faster. Now it's got a light on it as well. It actually treats those independently. So I can actually control the fan or control the light with different commands. So, Hey Siri, turn on the den fan light. And that should turn on the light right there behind me as well. The light also has different levels of brightness right now. It's a pretty low level. I can go a lot brighter with it. If I tell it to raise it, to a higher level. When you're on your HomeKit view, if you use this with an Apple HomeKit, you can actually choose to control the fan and the light as two separate tiles, or you can combine them in the same tile and have two different switches within the tile, however you choose to do it. So it's Mm -hmm. nice in that I can tie in the light with all the other lights in my room here. So if I say, hey Siri, turn off dim lights, then all of the lights around me here in just a second should go off. There they go. So the fan light is tied in with that. If I say, hey, Siri, turn on the den lights, they're all going to come back on, but the fan is still acting independently. One sec. 
See, Siri told me one sec. So she's on Brian Jackson time tonight. She's going to take her time a little bit and just go a little slower. Hey, Siri, turn on den lights. Man, you were doing so good. There we go. Ah, oh, there we go. Okay. All right. Nice. Good. Nice. So this is what's kind of nice about it. It kind of kind of checked all the boxes for me as far as what I needed. I Love needed it. a good new ceiling fan. I wanted something that worked with HomeKit and could work with Siri or any other voice control. And I really wanted something where I could control the fan and the light separately. So again, if I can have the fan off, but I just want to come in and say, turn on my lights, the light would come on even if the fan wasn't running. Um, Now it does come with a a decent little remote that you could mount up to the wall. It has a wall bracket for that remote. If you wanted to tack it up on the wall and still have a remote physical remote for it, you can certainly do that. Um, But that was a, what I needed is something I really just wanted to tie in with the rest of the home environment. And that's what it did pretty well for. I yeah. um, got a question in the room asking if this, if this a light bulb is a standard LED bulb. It is. It is. A, it's, it uses two light bulbs. You can use standard light bulbs in it, but it comes with two LED bulbs with standard uh, bases on them to screw in. So, oh, wow. So they um, are actually uh, mm-hmm. standard, standard size. Yep. So interesting. That's right. So you can use some other ones you want to, but um, they do come with two LED standard bulbs that can go Mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just, I just want to tell the the listeners right now that I, how amazed I am. Did you, you said you put this in yourself? Yeah. And and it works and it works. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, it was now, look, now of course after the fire department right. left, after the fire department left and uh gave me the all clear and told me everything was cleaned up and ready yeah. to go, then yeah, I'm fine. And I just no, want I do a lot of too, right? You can't oh, yeah. you can't see Alan's full uh, room right now. And so right. when he said, Hey Siri, do this for me, and there was a pause there, it's really his son over there plugging in the <laughs> plugging in the lamp. You know, plugging in the, the fan. You know, turning it out. Well, it that's okay, right? I mean, it was really cool of showing there. So it was. It was. Yeah, uh, we, we coordinated our little bit pretty well. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I. I like. Uh, I like doing wiring around the house. So mm-hmm. uh, yep. I can. I can. That's I can cool. do that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. did you have to? Um, you had no problems with your projector uh, going underneath that, so it wasn't quite as much of a drop down. Yeah. So yes, that is my projector. Right above there. Yep. Uh, the previous fan, I had an old fan that came with the house when we moved in. It was a very kind of old style uh, fan that didn't really care for. Lamp, lamp it, shades underneath. That's like right. Individually. It, actually, yep. it actually dropped down lower than this one did. This one is actually like an inch and a half shorter. So it, it actually has even more clearance. My projector is positioned just so, yes, if when it shines its uh, image out, let me see, this way. It does go right yep. underneath the edge of the, the nice. fan, so there's no interference there. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, and it is really, really close to the to the projectors. You can see in the image there, that was all very carefully coordinated and planned out. So I had to have a certain size fan to make sure I didn't start just chopping up my projector every time it spun around. So, yeah, very overall cool. I'm happy. It's nothing fancy as far as like the look and style of the fan, but for the price and for it to be connected in the home kit and I can really control it remotely. Uh, and work with it with my voice. I, I, I feel really good about it. So I'm, I'm happy with it so far. Yeah. Very that cool. is the, again, uh, I've got the uh, caption up here, the Cavera simple connect Wi-Fi fan with home kit hunter is the website for the manufacturer, but I bought mine through, I bought mine through Amazon and uh, had it got a pretty good price on it. And, but you can also buy it straight through, I think home Depot sells it through their online store. But just you just need to make sure it's it's the one that has the either HomeKit or Alexa integration. They do make ones that look just like them, uh, similar price that do not have that HomeKit integration or Alexa or Google Home. But if that's something you want, just make sure you got the right one when you do that. So, cool, right. very yeah. cool. All right. Well, uh, so did it? Did I? Did I? kind of lose my opportunity to, to give a bit? Uh, am I getting docked a bit? Cause I've got two, if I want to, I mean, did I no, that I'm going to go ahead and let you, I'm going to go ahead and let you do one. Okay, okay. Thank you. Good. Now you're going to let me do one, one or two. Very, I'll let you do two. You can do oh, both. Wow. Okay, cool. All right. I awesome. just did my first one. I'm going to let you do a nice. one little ping pong and okay. uh, that'll be great. Yeah. Good. Well, uh, so that was, that was cool. Alan, uh, mine is not going to be as cool. It's going to be useful, but maybe not as cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, um, 
and this is, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to go ahead and preface this as uh, something that is really only beneficial to a small group of people or might be interesting for a small group of people, but uh, I am incredibly uh, excited about it. Uh, so I figure I would share. So this is software. Um, okay. And I'm going to I'm going to share some statistical software. Um, and Alan, I know you've done some stats uh, work mm -hmm. uh, with your uh, your company. And I think you probably were using what, what were you using SPSS or something yeah. like that. I was using okay. SPSS for a long time. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So for those who, you know, do statistical work or have a need to run some statistical work, um, SPSS is a is a pretty powerful statistical program, um, expensive, right? It's something you mm -hmm. actually have to continue to update every year. Generally it's version, whatever, 26 now. I think. Yeah. Um, so of course we have our students, uh, doing a lot of statistical work as part of, uh, a science major. Um, so we were, I started looking for ways in which we could do some of that same, uh, work without the cost. And so I'm going to, to share with you, Alan, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll share a window here. Um, yep. I got it. Okay. Go. So I'm going to share with you, uh, it's called JASP, right? J-A-S-P. Um, okay. And it is, uh, as you can see there, it's free. Uh, it's open source. Um, it is a statistical program that runs very, very similar to SPSS with a couple mm -hmm. of caveats. Um, and, uh, and just as a side, uh, it, it's the JASP actually does stand for, I think it's Jeffrey's awesome statistical program or something like that. <laughs> statistical package. <laughs> Honestly. Look, um, I'm sold yeah. already. That was all yeah, I needed to hear. So, <laughs> yeah. When I first heard that, I was like, you've got to be kidding me, but hell, I doubt. Um, but it's actually being supported by the university of Amsterdam. And there's a bunch of researchers now that have committed. They basically committed to it and said, listen, it's open source, but we have committed to the fact that we're going to keep this going. Right. So and it, they're constantly giving updates and everything. So uh, what I wanted to do is just, I'm going to do just a quick little demo on this, uh, not do okay. a lot of uh, uh, kind of crazy stuff, but uh, just to kind of show you how this works. So this is something where you can go in and open up. Uh, I'm just going to open up some uh, some data that we were using for a. Um, a little study that we had uh, in class. So as you can see, it, it uses uh, CSV files. So I go and point to a CSV file, it pulls it in, um, and there's your data. Uh, it recognizes what the data, what type of data you're using. You can then go up and say, I want to run some uh, descriptives uh, on you know the pretest and the post-test, right? And what's interesting here, Alan, I don't know if you, you can see this, but um, it runs by tiles, right? So you've got mm -hmm. your tile here for your data. You click over and you look at your tile for your setup of the statistics. And then you've got your tile here at the end that gives it the output. Um, yeah. yeah, and what's incredibly cool, Alan, you, you, you've done uh, SPSS before. SPSS uh, is, it's again, it's incredibly powerful, but when you run something in SPSS, you run an analysis, you click enter, and it creates its own output file. Yeah that mm -hmm. is static, right? Yeah. So it is static, like it's, here's the analysis. And if you go and change your data, it doesn't change your output. Ah, uh, yes. Mm -hmm. This, however, uh, if I come over and I'm gonna drag this out so you can see my results over here, I can go and say, oh, actually, I didn't mean to do the pretest, hmm. or here is, I wanna do the transfer test instead, and it is that dynamic, is nice. it's showing you. So for students, this is fantastic, right? Because I can get them to go and play and say, see what's happening here, right? You can actually click and see what some of these things would do. I can tell that I want to run a, you know, I want to run an ANOVA that, mm -hmm. um, you know, has whether or not the conditions differ at a certain time. You can do all that just like you can with um, SPSS. You can go and wow. run all sorts of things, descriptive. You can run some plots and say that you want, you know, the conditions be here. And so all of this is kind of happening, um, you know, dynamically, you can go and play with uh, uh, some of the output. All the output can then be exported as a PDF or as an HTML file or even yeah, just nice. saved and kind of come back mm -hmm. in later. So, you know, I, I love it. Now, there's a couple of caveats, right? I can't go in and tweak the data too easily uh, because it's pulling in a CSV file. It's actually just mirroring that CSV file. So if I went back to the data, it does mm -hmm. allow you, if it tells you, if you double-click, you know, that you mm -hmm. can go and edit the data. 
what it's going to do is pull up, uh, and of course, you're probably not going to be able to see it because I think it's going to pull up um, Microsoft Excel, allow oh, me right. to it, go in and tweak the CSV. and then So it, it opens up the raw, it opens exactly. up the actual source of the data itself. Correct. You have to edit it there. And you then tweak it, save, save it. And, and I haven't found that here. to be incredibly good. I yeah. haven't found that to go back. I, I have to then go and kind of save it, reopen it, all that stuff. But, you know, for free, <laughs> it's a good it's a good price. It's a so good price Brian, for something that ask, you're paying a crap load yeah. of money for an SPSS. Yeah. Is this a is this a downloadable? Pro- this isn't like a, yes. uh, in the it isn't like in a web no, browser, right? You can you can run. There is a web version where you can go and run it through. I think Chrome. Um, mm-hmm. I think that one may be a paid version. But okay. I can tell you that, um, you know, this particular download, you download it no matter what platform you're on, Windows, PC, mm-hmm. and it's free. You know, you have no barriers, no ads, no nothing that pops up. It's, it's wow. truly open source. Um, and uh, and it does, like I said, there's, you know, some of the analyses are not quite as uh, clean for me uh, as I would use them. You know, if you're setting up some some more advanced things like regressions, they, they do it well. Um but it's not quite the same level as SPSS. But for the most part, if you're someone who's doing some descriptives and, you know, basic uh, you know, property testing, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, and again, you know, for us, it was a big hassle where our students were having to go to university computers to use SPSS. Whereas now we can say, well, just download it, right? You have, mm-hmm. a, you have a copy. You can use it forever. You can tell on your mm-hmm. resume that you have statistical you know, experience and you can continue to, to play with it. So, uh, that is, uh, it's incredibly that is nice. cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm, so I think, you know, I, stopped, I, think uh, I shared with you the, the link, if you want a, if you want to oh, share yeah, that at any point, but I, in the private chat, but, um, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. link is, there you go. Jaffs dash stats.org. Yep. So, so, uh, I stopped using SPSS a couple of years ago mainly because the cost and my, my time using it was fairly limited. So I've just been some using some other ad hoc tools I've got access to yeah. and just some other programs. Yeah. I mean, this you know, you nice. can do a bunch this with is, Excel. You can great. do a bunch yeah. with Excel and yeah. all of that, right? But this, yeah. if you really want to run stats and have it be separate than your, <clears throat> your, uh, your database, um, uh, this, uh, this is great. So again, you know, Wonderful. good teaching tool. Also a good, if you're someone that's kind of wanting to play with lots of different things, like I, I just, mm-hmm. I got so frustrated you in the SPSS where I'd have to set it up, run the analysis, export it, try another one, run it, export it, try another one, continue to save different things. This one you can try and go, well, what if I, what if I did this? What if I did this? You know, does yeah. this work better? And you can see it working dynamically, which I think is, is fantastic. So, uh, JASP, uh, statistical software, uh, if you haven't okay. uh, tried it, if you have some need for it, even if you're just kind of a stat geek that want to kind of test some things out, it's free and uh, well worth the uh, well worth the download. So. Man, I like that. Well, not bad, Brian. Yeah. Not bad. So, Thanks. And it was free, too. Thanks. We'll take free. So compared to my $160 one I had to give. Free was a good price. Yep. Yeah, free was it a good is. Price. Um, that's really good. So yes, JASP open source statistics. Brian's got the website yep. on the bottom of the screen. J A S P dash S T A T S dot org. JASP stats dot org. All right. Yep. Yep. Um, well, let's keep with the free mentality Ooh, for, okay. for my next pick. And Brian, I'm going to go ahead and tell you it, it mine's a rerun. Um, oh no. Of, I looked at one I, I did. It. Are you stealing one that I did or the one that you no, did? No, 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 no. I'm doing, I'm doing one of mine again. Okay. Um, because when we did it two or and a half years ago, I gave this as a, as a, one of my recommendations. Uh, we did it kind of at the tail end of an episode. It wasn't vid- video, so I couldn't really show it. Just kind of kind of describe it. And I think, you know, this is a this is something I'm still using. And I still love this website uh, so much that I want to bring it up as another recommendation for this episode. So, you know, Brian, that I am a movie guy. I uh I watch a lot that. of movies. I run a film society here in my town. I run a film festival every year. Uh, I host a podcast doing film reviews. I mean, I, it's kind of my second job is doing film work. Um, uh, not actually making them. I just watch them and talk about them. <laughs> what I do. But um, there's a website, and I know I brought this up to you a while back, but it's uh, I still love it just because I think it's a good example of a website that just works and does exactly everything I would want it to do. 
Uh, it's a website for logging and reviewing your own, the films you watch and sharing with a community of people, uh, friends and other people you want to follow. It's almost like a Facebook for just movie watching. If you could kind of think about it that way. And it's a service called Letterboxd. And I'm going to go ahead and bring it up on the screen here. Letterboxd. And it's like the, the word letterbox, but without the E and the ed at the end. So Letterboxd without the last E in there. Letterboxd.com. It is a free site. There is a paid version of it. I'll explain the paid version a little bit, but you can get more than enough of the features for the free version and never have to pay a thing and still get a lot of value from this. So once you create an account and you log in, you basically can go in and anytime you watch a film, you can log it and say that, yes, I watched that film. You can choose to give it a rating on a star rating. You can choose to write a review, like a written review about the film if you wish to. And then along the way, you can go and start following other people on the platform. So let's say if you have a fa- there's a family members and you guys all want to share kind of what you're watching, you go in, everybody creates their own account. If you follow each other, kind of create a little group of people who are following each other, then every time you go into Letterboxd, you can see recent films they've logged and reviewed right on the website. And then you can go in and comment on their reviews if you want to and vice versa. And then if you see a film that they've put up there that they saw and gave a really good review to, you can actually add it to your own watch list that you keep up with that kind of helps you keep track of any films that you want to make sure you see and uh, and log in the future. So let me show for example here. Here's the homepage for me. It's showing me several people I follow and films that they have seen just recently. So this guy just watched Top Gun, the original one. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to bring that up here. So if I can go in, I see he gave it a review, a rating of three and a half stars. Now over here in this little side box, it actually shows me my, uh, my logging of that particular film. So I have oh, watched cool. Top okay. Gun four stars is what I gave it. And I can actually go in and say, well, I'm going to go ahead and add another review to it, or I'm going to do something and write a commentary about the film right here. I can also see right here, I'm, I'm viewing this, but I can also see that my other friends, other people, that I follow, 13 of them have logged that they have watched Top Gun. And I can see some of their ratings just by scanning across. If I want to go in and read their review, I can click on them. And then this guy gave it three and a half stars, gave a one-line review. Uh, it does say that there may be some spoilers. It will flag you. Like You have the, the ability when you write a review. If your review contains any spoilers, you can check a box and say it has spoilers. So when somebody else comes to see the review, there will be a box on it that says this review contains spoilers. Do you want to read it or not? And then you have the chance to do that, which is kind of for somebody like me, that's really important. I don't want to be spoiled just reading somebody else's quick review of a film. Um, but I can actually go in and see the actual film itself. It's got some really nice layouts and nice big images for each film with a little description. It shows me all the cast. If I want to click on like Tom Cruise, it'll go take me to a page of all of Tom Cruise's movies. I can see in one view Here's what's really great, and this is new since the last time we talked about it a couple years ago, is I can set up all the streaming services that I currently subscribe to, and it is pulling in from the Just Watch app over here Uh, in this corner, and it is showing me all the services that I subscribe to that I can currently rent, buy, or stream that that movie right now. So even Netflix, if I hit the play button, it's going to open up Netflix and start playing the movie right away. Um. So again, Top Gun, I'm seeing that, hey, I gave it a four, but overall, all the uh, 1.1,500 fans that have rated it have given it a 3.3 average. So I'm a little above average in my rating of the original Top Gun. I can see my friends down here and all the different ratings they've given it. And then I can start to read some of the reviews kind of in a more of a blog style that people have made about the film. And if I saw a review I like, I can like it. Um, I can choose to go in and... Let's see. Nope, that's the wrong way. That jumps me out. Some people will, like some people who are actually film critics, will use this to put like the first paragraph of their full review and then link to their website to read the full review, which is fine. So again, if I wanted to see all the films with Tom Cruise, I can click on Tom Cruise and now it's showing me all the films. And if I say, look, I want to see the ones I haven't seen, I can turn on this little 
Hmm. And now it's faded out all the ones that I have nice. seen or at least logged. So now I can look and say, oh, here's a couple of films of his. That it, well, I've seen most of these, but I just haven't actually clicked that yeah, I have. So them. they're showing up yep. as not, not viewed. If I see a film, I'm like, you know what? That's a good one. I want to add that. I can click on it and say, add it to my watch list. And now I have a running watch list where I can see all the films. I see. And I can see that right here. And there are those films that have been added to that list. Um, I can actually see my own diary of films that I have tracked and watched. This is so far the month of May, the films I've seen and logged and put in there. I can scroll all the backwards and start to see every film I've seen. And if I gave it review uh, ratings or not, I haven't done a ratings on a lot of these. It looks like, so I need to go back and do that. So Alan, when you put it's in a there, nice way of just you- keeping track of everything. Yeah, when you when you put a new one in, is it logging by here's when you added it, or can you tell it here's when I saw it? So let's just say if I went to uh, Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. So this gives you a pop-up window, and I can say, I can specify the date I watched it oh, and good. choose the date yep. and put it in there. So if I saw one I know a month ago and I want to log it as a month ago for whatever mm-hmm. reason, I can. By default, it's going to log it the day that you log it, but I can go back and change the time on it. I can give it my review. I can give it my star rating. I can give it an overall heart or not like, or not like, and then uh, give it some tags to help people find it a little bit easier as well. Like certain tags like Netflix or, uh, you know, blockbuster or something, things that people may want to filter their, their movie sorting by. Yeah. I, I love this website because it's just, in, it's intuitive. It's fun to play with and use. I love the social environment of it. So I can go in here and see my network. These are all people that I'm following currently. So any of these people who put up a review or put up a logging of a film, it gets kind of flagged for me on my homepage. Um, I can see people that are following me. There's not many of them, but you know, got a few. And um, I can go and see any reviews I've made over the years, you know, kind of collect in one place. I can manage lists. Like, let's say if I have a list, I want to kind of, create a list of, you know, this is a top nostalgic summer movies. I had to do a, I got interviewed by a, a newspaper. They were asking for me to give like my top nostalgic summer movies growing up. So I actually went through my list and picked, let me turn this off and picked the films and rated them as like the ones I felt like were like my favorite summer blockbuster movies. Hmm. So now I can share that list. I can either make it private or I can share it with my community and let everybody see my list and they can comment on it and, as well. So it's just the interactivity of it is so much fun. If you're a movie person at all, or let's say you're a family and all of you like to kind of share some movie suggestions, it's a great way to do it because you can actually keep track of who's watching what and what they're thought of it and whether it's something you want to add to your watch list and review or watch on your own as well. So uh, anyway, that's Letterboxd. Uh, if you did get to the, the paid version, it is only $19 a year. That's it. It's a very, very uh, simple, uh, simple subscription. But what it what does, does that give you? Um, you know what? I don't even remember what it does. I know it does something. I don't remember what that is. Um, because I've, I've just had the $19 subscription for so long. Yeah. Uh, let's just see here if I can find out what it is. They do a really great job on their website too. Then you can get an email digest from them, but they'll put up some great articles. They'll put up, uh, uh, kind of show you the most reviewed films that week and all that. All right, here we go. Free, uh, pro there's no third party ads. ads. Yeah. Ads mm-hmm. are the big thing. You do get like a nice annual report at the end of the year, kind of showing you stats on all of your entries and most watch films. And then, uh, you can filter films, by the streaming services that you belong to. So in other words, if I say only show me films that are available on Netflix, it can do that. Now you can still jump to Netflix from it, even from a free account, but to do some really nice filtering and to be able to kind of customize your views by just the streaming services you want, that's the $19 a year. Um, The $49 a year is just if you really want to be a supporter and you get your name listed as a patron on their Patreon page, that that's really it. That's the only thing mm-hmm. that the 49 a year does. I'm at the $19 a year level because I, I, I do like not having the ads and 19 bucks a year was worth it for me as much as I use this site. So, um, so that is, cool. let me bring up the website on that. That is letterboxd 
letterboxd.com, L-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-D.com. Um, I just think it's a lot of fun. If you're into movies at all, if you find yourself watching a few a month and you want to keep track or keep track of a watch list of films that you may want to see in the future, this is a really excellent way to do it. And I'll go ahead and tell you, if you join Letterboxd, please let me know. I'll be happy to follow you back. Uh, I think I am listed just as Alan Jackson, pretty easy on Letterboxd. I'll have to kind of can't remember what my exact no, no, I'm sorry. I'm UNC Allen, but I think if you search for Alan Jackson, yes, you will find me on there. So um, there we go. That's Letterboxd. Cool. All right. Well, one, I'm even though that was a uh, you know, reuse of a previous one, I usually forget everything that you you bring up uh, within right. a, a month or so. So I didn't remember that. Um, so that's great. Well, the funny thing is, is the last several months of, of bit suggestions, I've actually been using ones that I did just a few <laughs> months ago. And you have not paid attention. You haven't even had call, zero. You haven't called me zero out. Zero knowledge so, of that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Works, so, works yeah, for you, me. That's good. Yeah. I do. I do have to question where you said your friends and it showed 13. I'm pretty sure I'm going to call bluff on that, right? 13 friends. Um, I, and that was I just 13 was actually, that happened to commented on that. So that that means that you have more <laughs> than 13, which yeah, there's some escalation going on within that algorithm. But um, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I haven't really jumped into the whole uh, uh, people who watch movies and do as much with movies as I do. Uh, haven't found quite as many around me as that. So, uh, <laughs> so my network is not huge on letterbox, but it's, yeah. it's the people I care about. They know who they are. Right. So. There you go. I mean, yep. you know, it's in 13. I was actually surprised if, if you actually are considering those friends, <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but you know, connections, that's a different story. Okay. Well, that's good, Alan. Yeah. You, yeah. you too, man, two for two for uh, decent, uh, decent bits today. So, Nice job. And I've actually got a special little, uh, uh, an extra tip to give after your next one here. So go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. Go with your second bits. All right. So uh, my second bit. So I I gave some software earlier. Uh, Now I'm going to shift to um, uh, an accessory, uh, an actual uh, physical accessory. So let me give you my, uh, my scenario that I had that I tried Mm -hmm. to fix uh, recently. Um, So I've, you know, I've never really had an ideal computer bag. Uh, okay. So I either I've had a, bu- a backpack recently, but the backpack is huge where I can carry books and I can carry a computer and all that sort of stuff. So it's it's big. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for me, I go to campus, I go to my office, I get my computer out, put it on my desk. And then when I'm going to class, I really don't want to carry the big backpack. There's just no reason for me to have that. Sure. So I was, I was in the mood for a sleeve and I will show you just an example. So this is a sleeve I had before, which is just a logic kind of simple neoprene type sleeve. I've had that in the past, right? And what's great about this is that it's flexible. It doesn't take up much space. The downside is that uh, it rains a lot where I am. So I'm carrying around this thing that even though it's neoprene, uh, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's you know uh, it it retains water right when it gets wet as I'm carrying it around it's a little flimsy if I were to drop the computer in that neoprene sleeve I'm really not that confident mm-hmm. in the uh, ability to protect it so I would I began looking for something that wasn't that big um, but that would protect waterproof protect uh, the computer but also be have some structure to it to where sure. if I were to drop it uh, have a, a uh, a way of protecting it. So Alan, Brian, if, hold on just a second. Yeah. I'm going to try to do something here. I'm flipping sides Ooh. with you Ooh. because Ooh. I'm going to do this. There we go. I'm giving you the full screen uh, in case you, you have something to share in thank a little you. bit. So yeah. Okay. All right. So for those who couldn't see, there's the old version, the old thing that I had, the neoprene. It had a kind of a pocket on the front so I could put mm-hmm. battery and uh, or additional you know, uh, charger and all of that, but very busy, um, wasn't really what I was looking for. So, uh, I went looking for something with more structure and what I found, Alan, you want to go ahead and share my screen. What I ended up, uh, what I ended up going with was the Thule, uh, gauntlet MacBook sleeve. And okay. what this is, is a, that is an actual fairly hard structure, um, uh, sleeve there. So, 
Uh, Tule is, uh, for those who don't know, Tule is the, the company that does like rooftop boxes and everything. They're, um, you know, they're, they're fairly popular out here uh, in the, the Portland areas. They have a, a headquarters here. But, um, but they also, of course, made uh, this bag. Now, the cool part about it is, let me, let me go over and click through this, and then I'll show it mm -hmm. to you in person, um, is that, you know, you can put your computer in, and as you can see, it's got little straps there that keep it mm -hmm. so that you could actually open this up and it doesn't fully open wide open it'll oh. open so that you could use it in its in its case uh if you wanted to um then let's see and i also wanted something that wasn't just going to be the sleeve for the computer because when i go i want to carry dongles and i want to carry maybe mm -hmm. a battery or i'm sorry that the charger so this has a little flap that's back behind uh, the part that opens up to where I can slide in the charger, I can slide in some pens, hard drive, that sort of stuff. Um, so as you can see, I can also put some papers in. There's a little a little uh, area for uh, for some documents to go in, a notepad, that sort of thing. Um, so I've found that this has been pretty cool. Now, you know, this, I found it at Best Buy. Uh, I didn't buy it at Best Buy. It was actually, I think, $100 when I saw it at Best Buy. I was like, oh, my gosh, I love this. And then I found the price and thought, nope, uh, no, that's not what I want. So I ended up buying mine used. I found mine on eBay. Someone had it. It was said it was almost new. Bought, I think, for 40 bucks. made an offer on it. Bought it for 40 Got it. And it seems brand new. I don't have anything that's missing from it. It seems like it works perfect. Um, I just noticed today that I was doing a search for it. I think they're down to about 60 bucks. Um, I even found, uh, one of them on a, a different site that was maybe even priced down to like 30 bucks or something. Um, now I will say the reviews of this are kind of up and down. I think some people mm -hmm. are like, wow, this is too much structure, right? It's, it's a little frustrating. It doesn't really work the way it's supposed to. Uh, me personally, I have, I have really enjoyed it. So Alan, if you want to bring me back full screen mm -hmm. here, okay. I can show, I can show a few things. Um, so here I'm gonna I'm gonna show it to you. I'm gonna take the strap off because it tends to get in the way. Um, but here here it is. Right? Okay. As you can see, the the width of it. Right. Question. Yeah, yep. I was gonna ask. So you you said it was a kind of a semi hard shell. It's not you know yep. like a complete hard yep. plastic, but it's. No, as you can it, see, it can push in, but it's a pretty hard, almost like a rubber hard rubber that that has some kind of you know depth to it. Yeah. Right. All right. And as you can see here, I can push on it, but it takes quite a bit. Yeah, push on it's the not like it a soft quite bag. A bit. It's, it's got a it's little not soft. to it. Okay. Nope. Okay. Nope. Mm -hmm. And so as you open it up here, as you can mm -hmm. see, I can have the computer down here, which will strap in. Sorry, I'm up. Figure out where mm -hmm. I am. Yep. So I can strap it in, right? It has this cool little flap that if mm -hmm. I were to bring that down, you can see I've got mm -hmm. lots of stuff in there. I can also um, Velcro that up. Right. So okay. that it's always yeah. out of the way. Mm -hmm. Right. So I could have the laptop here. I could open this up, open the laptop. And as you can see, I'm holding just the bottom. So it actually keeps its form. Right. It's mm -hmm. got the little straps. OK. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, a question just came in. Does it have structure to absorb an impact? It does. I'm actually pushing pretty hard on the corner here, especially the corners. They are they are pretty they're pretty tough. Now, it is, like I said, a hard. I'm not going to say it's plastic. It almost feels like a rubbery type, um, mm -hmm. rubbery type feel to it. Um, but it does have some structure to it. Um, so, you know, well, I would feel more very comfortable if I dropped yeah. this, if I dropped the computer with this uh, from a, you know, a, a handheld height, I would have zero concern that mm. the computer would be damaged. Um, okay. Now you throw it against the wall, maybe. Right. But it's right. Uh, sure. Yeah. And I also like the fact that it was, you know, handle, okay, which mm -hmm. I prefer to be able to just grab, uh, walk with the, the small, uh, small briefcase, uh, but not be yeah. so big that it feels like you're taking everything with you where you're going. It really is just the computer, maybe a, a pad, um, some pens, charger, and that's it. Um, wow. So I keep this in my office when I get to school with all my backpack and the books. And then when I grab my computer to go to class, I slide it in this, zip it up, and it's got my dongles and everything in there with it. So, so what's the um, uh, what so was the what's the price on this? So, um, well, like I said when I bought it on eBay for about forty. Uh, I think okay. now I'm going to go. 
Let me just look really quick and I'll tell you what it's being sure. purchased for. So right now it's sixty four ninety five at Best Buy. That's okay. 13 inch, um, 13 inch, uh, um, MacBook, um, size. So, uh, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty slick. Um, I would they make say different you know, sizes. A, they make different sizes. They do. I think, they, I think this is called the gauntlet. I'm pretty sure I have to look at that. I think there's one for us. Yeah. There's a 16 inch as well. Okay. Um, so, and this is a couple of years old. I think, uh, they've started to kind of have a thinner one that doesn't bump out in the front as much mm-hmm. because therefore it doesn't have a room for the charger and everything like I have. If you just want the kind of more thin sleeve, I wanted something that I could carry, you know, the, especially uh, going and making sure that I have uh, all my dongles and everything that I need, maybe my AirPods, that sort of thing. So I'm just going for, for meetings. Um, but it's, it's been pretty good. Like I said, I, I was a little, good. Nervous uh, when I read some of the reviews because some people were, you know, bashing it. But um, but I've been very happy with it. Especially, I, I'm not sure I would be really happy with it spending a hundred dollars on it. But right. sixty, fifty, sixty dollars for 50, something 60 bucks. that is going to protect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. So. Well, I love my 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 bag, my computer bag, but it is a bit bulkier than I'd ideally like for it to be. And yep. uh, I do like the having the the laptop stay within the bag and having the bag open and it kind of just stays in there almost like a little bit of a workstation for you. That I think is pretty yep. cool. Yep. Um, yep. So that's a, that's something I'm going to kind of keep in mind with that for sure. Um, yeah. So I'm, if you want I'm something smaller, the, uh, but you don't want there. just a sleeve. Yeah. yeah. If you don't just want a sleeve, you know, something that is only your computer and that's it. Um, but you want to be able to carry some other things, but you certainly don't want a big, you know, a uh, bag that's going to uh, be bulky and, and kind of tempt you to take too many th- other things with you. Uh, I would, I would certainly give this a look. So, okay. uh, and I Great. like the company. I like what they do. I love, you know, again, they, they're the ones that do the top, um, you know, car carriers, the ones you see on the mm-hmm. top for, you know, skiing or for um, okay. taking uh, equipment with you. So they're, they're known for protecting things. Um so, uh, yeah, I've been pretty happy with cool. it. So, no, that's great. Yeah. I actually may uh, be checking into that cause I'm, I'd like to have a, I'd like to have a secondary bag that I can just take when I know I'm just going somewhere and I just need my laptop and that's all I want yep. without having to take my, all my, the rest of my gear with me at places. So good. Yeah. And just, you know, okay. Alan, if you do go and look for something like on eBay, like I did, you'll see several of these, just make sure there is kind of two versions of them. You know, again, one that, that I wanted, which had the kind of, uh, convex side on the outside where you knew you'd be able to slide in some other things. There are some versions that don't have that, that are thinner. Um, so make sure you're, you're looking at the right one, the the gauntlet, if this is what you're interested in uh, and you'll see some people reselling them. Uh, and you know, there is a, there is a shoulder strap. So obviously if you're buying it used, double check to make sure it has a shoulder strap in it and that sort of thing. But um, so the, there's the several out there. You can get a good decent. The gauntlet is gauntlet. what you're looking for then. Okay. The, the gauntlet. Two, leg, two leg gauntlet is what I have. Correct. Gotcha. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Yep. Okay. Good. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Four good, right. four good suggestions there, Brian. Now uh, we've done our two. I, I, I want to cap us off with, it's not really a recommendation. It's like a, it's more of a tip suggestion that I think kind of fits in with everything else if I can. And it's just because I actually got into a conversation with somebody about this the other day. And it's such a great, service tool that you can take advantage of, but it's also one that's very easy to, to misuse or not use effectively. Um, so Amazon, we all know Amazon. We all, many of us do our shopping on Amazon. Am, yes. Am, uh, Amazon. Yeah. It's okay. an up and coming yeah. uh, online shopping <laughs> store. I think um, that's going to do well. Yeah. I hear, I hear good things. So Amazon has a, has a function that uh, allows you to, um, set it up to where 0.5% of your purchases can go automatically and get funneled to a nonprofit uh, organization of your choice, which is really nice. And a 0.5% may not sound like a lot, but think about it. This is ongoing. You set it up and say, I want it to go in perpetuity until I turn it off. Every purchase I make on Amazon, 0.5% goes to this charity. So if you're someone who's buying thousands of dollars throughout the year of things on Amazon, that actually starts to get some money if you got enough people doing this. It's a service called Smile or Amazon Smile. And let me let me bring up the, the website on this. Uh, 
Uh, you can visit it smile.amazon.com. And the idea is that when you join Amazon Smile, it's basically setting you up to where your Amazon account that you already you already have will then be officially linked to that organization. Now, for example, uh, there's an organization in town that I'm a part of that just started doing this. They, st- they, they registered their nonprofit with Amazon Smile. So I was able to go into Amazon Smile and say, okay, I'm searching for the United Arts Council of Catawba County. And sure enough, there it was. It came up listed as a nonprofit that is taking part in the Amazon Smile program. So I chose it as my Amazon Smile recipient. So now that means any purchase I make through Amazon Smile will go to a uh, 0.5% will go to this charity automatically. They will get checks from Amazon for all those proceeds for however many people list them as their recipient. So it's a really nice program. Here's the caveat and here's the tip part of it. Okay. So once you set yourself up, you go to smile.amazon.com to set this up and it, it walks you through and says, okay, with, you know, basically, um, you know, you choose your favorite charity and then here's the, you have to shop at smile.amazon.com. So if you just go to amazon.com, it doesn't matter what your account's linked to. If you don't go to smile.amazon.com to do your shopping, nothing happens uh, to benefit that nonprofit. Now, when you go to smile.amazon.com, it's the exact same Amazon store. It's no different. Okay. It's not like so you're it's not, seeing not like limited, a, not limited. You're not seeing a limited yeah. subset okay. store. You're seeing the full Amazon store. It's just another uh, it's just another uh, website address to get you there. Yep. So, if you do this, and I do encourage you, if there's a nonprofit that is eligible and you want to help support them, this is a really simple, easy way to do it. But here's what I recommend you do is anywhere I, I actually have on my web browser, I've got a a, a favorite uh, button at the top for Amazon. And I made sure that my bookmark for Amazon goes to the smile.amazon.com. Because otherwise, again, if you just are clicking a link from somewhere that has sends you to Amazon, it's going to send you to the non smile version by default. It's going to be very easy for you to just be in that other non smile version and make your purchase and completely overlook the fact that you're not kicking some money to that nonprofit. So I changed all my bookmarks on my browser, all my favorites, anything that had to do with Amazon. I made sure I went in and changed it to the smile.amazon.com link. So whenever I go to Amazon and I click on that smile button, smile, the uh, Amazon favorites I've got, it's taking me to the smile version by default. Okay. So that's just really important note. And again, I've, I've missed it several times. I've, somebody sent me a link of something on Amazon. I click it and I'm going to the normal Amazon site and I make the purchase and I completely forgot. Oh man, I just made a $500 purchase on Amazon and I could have, that could have sent us some dollars to that nonprofit. So you have to make yourself go to the smile.amazon.com version to do it. So setting yourself up with your own bookmarks to that version. If you have a uh, favorite on your bookmark list, or maybe like these, you know, these up here where you can create some of your hot favorites that you use on a regular basis, just go in and you can actually edit the bookmark and make sure you're putting it as the smile.amazon.com link instead. And kind of try to force yourself to get to that version of the site as much as you can. So very cool. Anyway, so can I just something- can I just quickly add something, Alan? Yeah, on, sure. On mm-hmm. that, because uh, that's great. I had forgotten about this and had not turned that on. Uh, I just went on because I was going to ask you if there's any way to do it through the app, through the mobile app. Uh-huh. And I just went into the mobile app, and you can turn it on the mobile app so that your mobile app is only going with the smile, so you don't have to worry about the web browsing. But yeah. I am I am seeing that it you know it will work with you know iOS version 12 or above. Um, It'll also, it does say that uh, in order to use Amazon Smile on this device, we'll periodically ask you to enable features like notifications, which mm-hmm. will allow us to be sustainable and, and allow us to continue to donate to your charity. So it's possible it may say we'd like to turn on notifications so that we can yeah. let you know when there's a deal or something. Small price to pay if you're, you know, if you're using the app and allowing just all those purchases to go because i don't know about you i use the mobile app a lot to say oh i need batteries 
quick yeah, yeah. to be able to buy that. So yeah. No, you're right. I had forgotten that about the, the mobile version. Yeah. The mobile version, you can set it to be the default store. Yeah. You just, yeah. the trade-off may be is that they may be encouraging you through some notifications and other pop-ups to share more data with them uh, yeah. for their benefit, yeah. for Amazon's benefit. Yeah. Uh, on the, on the desktop, it's a little more, you got to remember to go to the right website to do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the shame of it is they look identical. I mean, that's the problem is that you go and you just it's hard to think about it. So just kind of anywhere you can make those bookmarks to smile.amazon.com uh, and try to force yourself to use that button, that link, that that bookmark you set up. That will get you to the right Amazon you need to be able to contribute to your nonprofit. So yeah, wow. it's a great program. I just think they made it a little little tricky on the desktop yeah. version, um, which you know. They're giving up half a percent uh, of their proceeds. So, I mean, uh, I'm sure there's a, there's, I'm sure Amazon doesn't want to just trumpet that out to everybody and make it super easy for everybody to do it all the time. Um, sure. Right. But that is, if you really want to benefit the organization, just make sure you're going to the right store the right way, hitting that website the right way. But I do encourage everybody to sign up for this. I mean, I think it's a great program. There's a lot of great nonprofits on there. You can search and make sure you find the one that's you're interested in supporting. And then you can change it over time. But yeah. if uh, if you just choose one at the beginning, you never have to worry about that again. Just as long as you're going to the right website, all your proceeds, all purchases will go um, to benefit them. So, all right. All right. That was it. So, so Alan, let's see. My my bag costs, let's say, 60 bucks, And then the JASP was free. Your ceiling fan cost 160 bucks. Is that right? 160 bucks, yeah. And then... Then the other letterbox is free, like mm, twenty bucks a year, but but free. Eh, we'll say free. You don't need it, right? Okay, no free. Yeah, but you just brought up a charity, which I think you're hoping kind of deducts from your price, right? So you're thinking yeah. that that kind of puts I'm going you down. For, I'm the, going for the uh, good mojo tonight, so that's okay. going to help me right. out a little bit. That's okay. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all right. I think we did good. I think we did yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than my time time management uh at the beginning but you know it sounds okay. like you did okay under pressure I'll, I'll go back and review it later for that first 10 15 minutes to see how you did <laughs> yeah actually i don't <laughs> want to ever see that first 10 minutes again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was there language did we need to actually like put a you know a rating up there no the no there was nothing okay. there i just know it was like hitting that there's a button on my screen because i'm kind of serve as the producer on the show that just has the go live button. And here I am just sitting here by myself saying, <laughs> okay, I guess, I guess I'm going to do this. I'm going to hit go live. <laughs> and I think to myself, you know, I give presentations all the time. I, I, I do this kind of stuff with no problem, but I'm like, I've never done it where I'm just talking to a computer and I don't see anybody's face. And that's, that's, that's a new one on me. So I've got to get better at that. So, well. yeah. I apologize, but you know, I'm proud of you for going with it. And, you know, I kind of half-heartedly expected just to pop. And then it said, sorry, this show has been canceled for the day. Um, <laughs> no, the show must go on, Brian. The show must even go if on. It's I'm, just I'm one very brother. proud of you. Very nice. Well, very nice. even though I did all of this great stuff at the beginning of telling everybody yes. about the website address and the emails that they can contact, I'll go ahead and give you a chance to do it again, Brian, just to kind of stay in the habit of it. So Thanks. How can people oh, reach us? That's what you did as a filler. That's yeah. what you did as a filler. Absolutely. <laughs> I know how to, I know how to kill some time. I had to burn some minutes. So nice. Well, as Alan said early in the, uh, the episode, you can send us an email at info. uh, Oh, sorry. I jumped the gun for you. Info at the mesh.tv. So info at the mesh.tv. Send us a, send us a message. Tell us, you know, whether or not you've had any experience with some of our bits, whether you want to complain about Alan reusing his bits or if uh, you'd like to, uh, well, it's not, I mean, Anybody that was listening to us two and a half years ago is not still listening now. So that's okay. Right. We might as well start just, you know, refreshing everything, Alan. Let's just rerun old episodes. We'll just rerun and pretend like they're new ones. (laughs) That's kind of what I thought thought we were doing today. That's why I was late. I was like, oh, we're actually going to run a real one. Okay. (laughs) Um, So you can also go to our website, uh, which is www.brothers-in-tech.com. Brothers-in-tech.com and see old episodes and do try to go back and see what kind of things we're reusing and uh 
and give us uh, give us some some feedback. We'd love to we'd love to know if there are some topics you'd like us to dive into. We're going to jump back into some new topics next week, and uh, uh, we're kind of excited to to see what you guys would like us to to get into. So, All right. yeah. Great. Well, thanks everybody right, for watching or listening tonight, whichever you may have done. And this has been Brothers in Tech, our show for helping uh, talk through technology for the home, your family, your personal life, um, making technology work for us and be as entertaining as possible. So next time we'll get together, be another topic we'll discuss and we'll have another suggestions episode in a few weeks. But uh, we'll be here every Wednesday night kind of live or uh, or running out those Wednesday evenings with our episodes, but you can always download the audio podcast. If you are more inclined to want to do that and listen to us on the go, you can do that as well. All right. Thanks, Brian. Good seeing you. Yeah. Thank you. Do I need to stick around for like 10 or 15 minutes to make up for my time or. Yeah. You're in penalty box. I'm going to make you stay. (laughs) I got some homework for you to do. All right. Thanks. So, all right, everybody take care. Oh, I got to hold on. I got to play out the video. I forgot. I forgot this. All right. Thanks everybody. All right. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.